Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Six nights, millions upon millions of dollars of damage, wages lost, division, fear, rage, confusion, chaos, political shenanigans, political acrobats, bad actors appearing to be good actors, America burning. That's where we are today on June 1st, 2020. I, like you, have spent most of my weekend glued to my television. My law enforcement friends have kept me in the know because I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I live approximately one quarter mile from where our, quote, peaceful protest um, ended on the first night of protesting here in the city of Atlanta, where I watched the news tell us for more than three hours that we were still hosting a peaceful protest while I watched my law enforcement friends take bottles to the face. The capitulation of the media is criminal. Capitulation of your local and state officials is criminal. I, I spent some time this weekend watching 1984. George Orwell's 1984, the, the film version of 1984. If you haven't taken the time to watch this, I highly encourage you to take advantage of the COVID-19. Um, I, I think we're all still in this, uh, what, did, what did someone say? Are, are we still practicing the social distance thingy? Um, kind of a smart-ass response to, hmm, apparently not. For all the Democrats who were concerned about COVID-19 being a genocidal, uh, you know, effectively eugenics on behalf of white governors, um, you know, to open up the states is just going to kill us all as black people. Um, Yeah, well, it appears that that's gone out the window. (laughs) So, because after all, you know, if it's worth the cause of a peaceful protest, um, even for that of rioting, I mean, just, just let people, we understand, just let people get their feelings out. You know, if I've heard one freaking Fox news commentator cover their ever loving blonde ass by saying things like, well, we understand that people are upset and they need an outlet, you know, and protesting is so American. And I'm like, wow, do you remember the last time we had days on end of not just protesting, but actual rioting and looting and anarchy in our streets? You cannot compare this to any other 
riot in this country. I don't think you can. You know why? Because it's a completely different spirit by which we are being manipulated to show up to tear at each other, right? 1984. Oh my God. If you have not taken the time to see it, you totally should. It is worth it. It, it, will, it will hopefully tie a bow around how we got to where we are right now. How it is that every cop is a white cop. Every cop is a white cop. I love that. One of my Twitter followers responded to me when I posted a picture of the two police officers who were fired here in Atlanta, Georgia for doing their job, albeit excessively. Because there were two black college students who had their asses out past curfew in their car, told to stop, open the door, refused to do so, kept rolling until they were tased. Subsequently, upon further review by the queen herself, the mayor of Atlanta, and her completely noodle-kneed chief of police, upon their review... They felt, remember that word, F-E-L-T, remember that. They felt as though excessive force had in fact been used and that led to the subsequent firing of two Atlanta police officers. Others were placed on desk duty. Okay, felt. Imagine telling police officers, go to your job, Telling rioters we're coming to get you. And then firing police officers for doing their job because it was just a little too rough. And who makes that call? Women. Ladies. But more importantly than women, because I'm going to give my conservative sisters a shout out here. um, These are liberal ladies. These are liberal women and feelings trump everything. So... With that being said, 1984, we have been frog boiled for the entire Obama administration to the point where every black kid is just misunderstood. Every black criminal, it, we should, they're not really criminals, they're, they're kids. You know, the criminal gang element in the country, well, they're they're babies. They're, they're 14. I know they just decapitated a young lady and raped her and gang raped her and sodomized her and anally raped her and tore open her vagina at 12. But you know, he's a kid. They're kids. They're kids and they're black. And so they don't have the same opportunities as the rest of, of the white universe. Hell, we even have a a doctor here in the state of Georgia who was hosted a sit-in just this weekend with friendly white people who showed up at a park, a lovely park. It was outdoors. I'm sure they practiced social distancing um, to, to teach people how to come together and bridge the gap in this horrible climate of racism because everybody's a racist. I'm going to invoke one of my favorite radio personalities who I don't always see eye to eye with, but you got to love him because Neil Bort said it best when he said, this is not a racist issue. This is a cultural issue. And you know what? This is America and I'm allowed to not like your culture. I'm allowed to have a discriminating palette as to who I choose 
to spend my time with and who I don't. Where I spend my money and where I don't. Who I vote for and who I don't. Who I prefer to shop with and dine with. What type of demographic I choose to pour my time, my talent, my treasure into. Which tax digest based on a specific culture who may or may not be black or white or yellow or green, but their culture simply doesn't mesh with my desired way of life. We do know that makes you a racist, especially in the city of Atlanta. If you apply for a gate and and predominantly, and you are in a predominantly uh, white neighborhood, you will legitimately have to climb over hell, heaven, and everything in between in order to prove essentially that you're not a bigot. If I'm lying, I'm frying. I mean, it is astounding. 19... 84. You will think how we tell you to think two plus two is not four. It is not even five. It could be five, but if we tell you it's three, it's three. Are you going to succumb to this? So the president of the United States, after watching DC, Washington DC burn last evening, I'm in tears looking at age-old national monuments completely defaced, war monuments. Nevertheless, after having just celebrated and honored uh, those who have fallen, celebrated their lives, those who have fallen in protection of this country, and for for your very ability to, to do what we said we were starting out doing, which is protesting. See, you have to remember, this is allowed to continue because we still, in the, under the guise of, but, it, but that's our constitutional right to be able to, to gather and, and assemble peaceably. Well, hell, we couldn't do that two weeks ago for church. But now when people are literally firebombing police cars, a woman charged with attempted murder, on the lives of four police officers in a car throwing a Molotov cocktail, right? But, but we're still going to allow, allow peaceful protests in the name of George Henry. I don't want to hear the name George Henry again. Is that just rude? He's with Jesus, hopefully. George is gone. George is resting, hopefully, in peace. This is no longer about George. We've all paid our respects to George. Matter of fact, it was likely never about George, Right? No, it's about the nation on the whole and about those who seek to devour us. It is that simple. This is no different from the crazed Islamic maniacs who throughout history have been known to deface and and just desecrate, just like they did recently, desecrate, I mean, ancient Relics. As I watched uh, St. John's Cathedral just last evening burn, I literally watched a reporter walk down into what appeared to be a kitchen at least three or four times, did not look for water, did not look for a hose, just kind of casually, th- you know, people would walk through the door, see the whole thing burning, walk right back out like it was no big deal. Why? Because there was a bonfire at least 15 feet high right across the street, which coincidentally happened to be not even a block from the White House. How does that happen? How do we allow protesters to get a block from the White House? How is that possible? And for those of you who are criticizing the president last night, saying, where the hell is Trump? Where's Trump? 
Uh, you know, if I had to see one more tweet from Ann Coulter, who is just as an as much of an opportunistic mosquito as the rest of these asshats around the country right now. Um, yeah, so what? She called her big claim to fame. She called it the President Trump was, you know, had the best chance of winning the presidency and everybody thought she was crazy. Next, she's still crazy and she's mean as hell. And she's awful. Please quit comparing me to her. But because I actually love my country and this president. However, I would love to hear from the president aside from Twitter. I know many of you would as well. But as I'm watching DC burn and I'm, I'm seeing all the criticism online and I'm thinking, wow, that's interesting. The man's probably in a bunker that just doesn't allow for, you know, texting and tweeting. <laughs> Some of you should be celebrating that probably are, but this is the time, Mr. President, that we need to see you. We need to hear from you. Who's burning Atlanta? Literally saw it turn myself. Saw the whole event turning and watched as our feeble mayor, our feeble chief, do exactly what liberals do. They create the circumstances for chaos and then they want to ride in to save the day. Bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. It is narcissism 101. And worse than that, it is a malignant narcissism. You knew it was coming. It is impossible for our 12-year-olds to be able to know intelligence on the level they do through TikTok and other apps and InstaScam and all these other, you know, Twitter, Facebook, they all have this coded stuff they watch and listen to constantly. My daughter knew this stuff was coming and she's 23. You're going to tell me that government and state officials, state officials in the state of Georgia did not know what they'd be dealing with? I'm not buying it. So why weren't things put in place beforehand? Many of you have criticized me because I called upon the governor two days before this started because I knew what was coming. Because, you know, you look outside sometimes. This reminds me of... A few years back in the city of Atlanta, keep in mind, I live in the South, right? Many of you listen, don't live here. You live in the North and you live where you have snow plows because why? You have snow, right? We have ice. We have never had the proper equipment to mitigate uh, inclement weather issues on our streets and roadways and highways. So our mayor drops the ball a few years ago because you know, it's not, it's not enough for you to look outside freezing temperatures for five days in a row. Cloud coverage is low. There's a lot of moisture in the air. Um, you know, the, again, the ground had been frozen. We knew, we knew, we knew it was coming. We could see it on the radar. Our, uh, trusty meteorologist kept telling us it's coming, it's coming. People are like, yeah, well, you know, whatever, we're just going to go to work. Probably not. It's probably false alarm. So next thing you know, people are literally stuck in their cars for hours upon it. I'm talking like overnight, like people coming out to the rescue for others, right? Our mayor at the time, who's now under federal investigation and should be, as most people who run our city, um, he basically claimed, you know, dodo, dodo status. Well, yeah, I didn't know. Or in the word of in the words of Bortz, didn't do nothing. So I didn't do nothing. Well, I'm like, yeah, we know. That's why millions of people were stuck on the highways. However, isn't it our responsibility to kind of take the the temperature? 
of what's really happening and make our own adult decisions about whether or not we should go to work. I, for one, was sitting at home by the fire with a bourbon, so I was fine. But everyone else was stuck and their kids were stuck on school buses on sheets of ice literally for 24 hours. I mean, it was ugly. So he comes out with, it ain't my fault, right? And by and large, I kind of stuck with him where I was like, well, it's not. It's Atlanta. We know we don't have the proper equipment. I mean, what the hell? As soon as they told you to take your butts home, you should have gone home from work. Sorry, boss. Fire me if you need to, but I'm not going to get stuck in my car for 17 hours and I have a kid to take care of. Same thing. Same thing in this instance where we saw it coming. We knew it was coming. You don't get to save the day now, mayor of Atlanta and other mayors. You you knew it was coming. It is impossible for you to have thought that the rest of the country, we saw what had happened in Minneapolis. You really think that because we are the birthplace of the civil rights movement, that people aren't going to act a fool. You really think people aren't being bust in. Keep in mind, the George Soros Foundation's multiple of them. Alex Soros, his son, is someone who has contributed to our supposed governor, Stacey Abrams, on more than one occasion for her campaign. You really think that's the only campaign she pours into? So you don't think these folks realize what's happening, what's coming I mean, I'm just connecting dots here. You do your own investigation. I'm not an investigative reporter. I'm not a journalist. I'm a commentator. I'm very clear about that. You should be too. So it is inexcusable. I called upon the governor two days before this hit. And I was told, well, he's got to wait for the mayor. Matter of fact, here's a little fun, fun factoid for you. I was a part of the meeting, the last podcast you heard from me on Friday, right? When the vice president was in town, vice president Pence was in town. His secret service were as nervous as hookers in church when they were at our event. And you know why? Because they knew he needed to get the hell out of Dodge because we were literally just a few blocks from where that whole CNN fiasco took place. So you're going to tell me that the Secret Service knows that it's time to get the hell up out of the city of Atlanta and the mayor of Atlanta who coordinates any time someone from D.C. chiefly named the vice president or the president visits her city. She knows when they're in town, right? You're going to tell me that she didn't know that these, quote, sit-ins, these protests couldn't turn violent maybe not but at least she gets to save the day you know how she saves the day she gets on national news and she 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 stages theatrics unparalleled in in the guise of I'm a mother and I told my son no black boy should be on the streets tonight really Well, why was it okay for you to give the green light for everyone else's black boys to be on the streets? If you felt that strongly that your black boy shouldn't be on the streets because of what you saw in Minneapolis, what's your excuse for allowing everyone else's black boys on the streets and white boys and white girls and black girls? No one asks those questions. You know why? Because she's a female and she's black. You know what that makes her? untouchable by today's political 
socio-political standards. It makes her untouchable. And you know who makes up those rules? You know who bends over and abides by that boot-looking mentality? You do. Voters do. And we feel bad. We feel bad. We feel real bad about slavery. And and somehow we all get pulled into a roots. Uh, you know, Alex Haley comes back through through a roots episode every time someone is quote mistreated or abused by police uh, who happens to be black. But here's a newsflash: bad cops abuse everybody. Maybe not equally. But if you read statistics, what you'll see is that it is in fact um, disproportionate because I'm trying to think of like a really good analogy. You know, it's like, well, I'll just keep it simple, stupid. If the majority of the people doing crime in a particular area are green, right? And police have to encounter the green people more than the yellow people more than the purple people or the pink people, right? Um, It stands to reason that if you have bad actors within that police department, you're going to have a disproportionate amount of bad interaction with the green folks than you do anyone else because the green folks are the one perpetuating more crime. See, super simple. I I wish you would give that analogy to your six-year-old because your six-year-old could actually understand what I just said and not get their feelings hurt about it. They probably wouldn't host a protest over it either. They would go, oh, yeah, okay, next. That makes sense. Pass the pudding. Okay, Atlanta. No, Keisha doesn't get a pass because she had a mama moment on the news. Uh, Not to mention... She meant she brought with her Killer Mike, think what you will of him, wearing a t-shirt from his clothing line that, you know, states, hey, kill your, kill your masters. Maybe your master is an addiction. Maybe your master could, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's your credit card. Maybe it's the white guy. I have no idea. I don't care. It was a little charged at the moment, don't you think? Wasn't exactly a peacekeeping tool or a bridge tool. Yeah, I don't think so. Then she brings on T.I., who is an internationally known uh, rap artist who happens to live here and work here and pimp our girls here on his stripper poles here. Uh, he also hands out, you know, he's kind of like the godfather of, of certain parts of Atlanta where, you know, he's like the mob. He hands out turkeys at Christmas and people are all excited. He's a good guy. You look at what he does for the community. He helps all of these poor black kids go to these awful Atlanta public schools, make sure that single moms, you know, who have no idea who the fathers are of their five kids, that at least they have turkeys for Christmas. And he keep, and if they can't find a job, you know, Hey, come try out for my new strip club. Great guy. Great, super stellar citizen of Atlanta. Yep. I get it. He comes up, you know, to tell people, would you, you burning down your own home? Basically, Hey folks, why are you crapping in your own cage? Right? Why are you, why are you, even our animals know not to poop where they live. Why are you coming here and burning, burning our stuff down? Why are you burning down the community that I have erected? Interestingly enough, Keisha was very upset because the west side of Atlanta, who she very loudly proclaimed was owned and operated by these two 
uh, people she had on stage with her. Remember, it's a stage for a reason. Had her on stage for a theatrical performance, which deserves an Oscar. Um, But the next morning, whenever the other side of town was looted, which would be my side of town, right? um, We did not hear from anyone from our side of town who may or may not have looked like me. Whose tax digest keeps the city of Atlanta afloat, not T.I., not Killer Mike, not the West Side. So, there are some interesting plans in motion for the mayoral seat of the city of Atlanta, of which I am not a part of but I have been made aware of. So while our mayor is busy jockeying for the vice president's seat, which I don't even know how that's going to turn out. You, you have to wonder. It's, he, the, the left is ominously quiet. Like Jill Biden hasn't spoken on behalf of Joe in the past six days. Not on camera anyway. So what does that tell you? So I, who knows? I, it'll be interesting to see Keisha and, and Stacy sling it out. I'm, 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 my money's on Stacy just because she looks like she could take her. But at any rate, th- these are the shenanigans that we deal with while our country burns. Uh, Bakersfield, taking down memorials. There's another city. Boston, burning, burning. Um, who else? Chicago. <sighs> Unbelievable unbelievable destruction in Chicago shouldn't surprise us considering what some of their you know most of their weekend nights look like Columbus Ohio more burnings cops being dragged out of cars Dallas Fort Worth that was unbelievable watched a guy uh in Texas who was essentially look I don't know if he's even recovered he looked like he had been killed he was a business owner and he was chasing kids away from his business I want to say with like a sword and they swarmed him and you know stomped him half to death he was in critical condition last I heard Des Moines um they uh what do they have all all kinds of uh crazy uh Denver people you know shot in the head with uh um, rubber bullets, tear gas, you know, oh, I can't believe we're doing that to people. Well, believe it, you know, you act stupid, you get stupid prizes. Detroit, I mean, uh, only a few dozen people arrested uh, out of 1,500 whenever the whole thing turned uh, uh, turned violent, but there was a 19-year-old man who was killed when shots were fired by someone from a passing car just last night right here in my neighborhood, right down the street from me, a gentleman sitting in his truck, 33 years old, a uh, car full of folks drive up next to him and shoot him dead. I mean, this is the purge. Ask your kids. D.C., I mean, right outside of the gates of the White House. I've already mentioned that. It's just truly astounding. Houston, nuts. Uh, throwing rocks, throwing things. Los Angeles, that, I mean, <laughs> Let me tell you something. The last place on earth you want to be during any form of holy crapness is Los Angeles. Been there for some of that. Um, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, another 26-year-old was killed. Uh, Brianna Taylor, okay, was killed uh, by a police officer um, when they raided her home. All right, so now everybody's piling on. It's like, well, now this is in memory of Brianna. This is in memory of George. This is now, and we we brought out like all of the kids. And adults. Who, for a myriad of reasons, 
were whose lives ended at the hands of police officers and not all deaths are created equal uh, when it comes to being at the hands of police officers. But we don't want to believe that. Memphis, another city burning. Minneapolis, clearly city burning. New York City, complete shit show. Phoenix, Arizona, major shit show. Portland, um, who else? I mean, the list goes on and on and on. It is disturbing. San Jose, I mean, another city. It, it, it is disturbing beyond what most of us can comprehend. I think the country has been in fear. I think you have uh, groups who have militia groups here in the United States who have held off. They've held their peace. Um, they are not Antifa. They are not white supremacists. They are patriots. They're not interested in killing because of skin color. They're interested in defending the country whenever weak-ass governors and municipalities will not stand up. Essentially what the president said today on a conference call with governors and mayors, you know, you're weak, get it together. While people have been calling the president to do something, I, you know, I've been calling my governor out. I'm like, where are you? Sure, we had, um, we had the, uh, the National Guard come in. Our, our mall became a staging operation for the National Guard. Um, and they did deploy, you know, he was waiting on the mayor's orders. You know, at, at what point do you look at a mayor who's allowing for destruction? You know, it's coming, you know, at, at, and, and here's the thing. Someone said, you know, why would he do that? I was like, well, let's think about that. You know, you've got, um, his election cycles, not far off. So do you really want to be the guy that goes over the black female mayor's head to, you know, in the order of protocol to, to, uh, uh, disable people from being able to peaceably assemble and protest? Well, here's a fun fact. What happened to our executive order that was put in place? I'm going to end with this. The president has declared Antifa a domestic terrorist organization. And that, and, and, and again, your six-year-old could determine that, right? So while some people would love to spin the narrative of, um, well, there's white nationalists on one side, and then there's like black hooligans on the other side, and, you know, in the circle meets, you know, full circle again. Um, again, I call bullshit on that. Um, that is not what's happening. You have a very highly organized organization uh, that is worldwide. I don't know if you realize this. There are protests overseas in Berlin. They held po- protests just yesterday uh, on behalf of George. As you remember, George is like the hashtag George. Um, that this is in, this is something that is coordinated on a global level. We saw it with the president's inauguration. I was in DC. I watched it firsthand. Your, your superstars right now who are pouring into these funds to be able to pull people out of jail. That's what they do. I warned you about this when this started on Friday. It's what they do. This is, they have a means to get their people out 
it, it, and so now you have to wonder, okay, if this organization has been dubbed a terrorist organization, why are they allowed to continue to communicate on social media when most of us as conservatives can't even post something that remotely offends somebody because of the 1984 feelings police? But now for communications efforts of actual domestic terrorists who are destroying our country from the inside out, right? They still have a platform. Nothing has been shut down. You have to ask yourself how this happens, right? But going back to the the hierarchy of a matter, the president handled COVID-19 in the same exact way he's handled this. He said, I'm leaving it up to the states. How many of you, especially as conservatives and libertarians, have said, states' rights, get the feds out of our states, we, we, states' rights, that's all I ever hear, especially from my libertarian friends, states' rights, individual states' rights, right? Well, then we don't like that, right? We want, we want the president, we want daddy president to, to step in, even as conservatives, a lot of people cry for that. Okay. Then he steps in and then he's the jackass. Okay. So now in this case too, while our states are burning, cities are burning and they're going out into suburbs now, by the way, fun fact. So for those of you who make fun of me, because I live in the city and my city government's always corrupt and he, he, ha, ha, laugh, laugh, you know, the last laugh is on you because in case you didn't know, these little thugs have been coming out to your suburbs. This is what happens when you don't engage politics on a statewide level. This is what happens whenever you only pay attention to your little silo, your municipality. Every election matters. I cannot stress that enough. And you know who knows that? The left. So going back to responsibility, the president has allowed the states to manage this disaster themselves. And now we see just how woefully fragile and futile our relationships are between state and municipal governments. But if you're going to lay down the gauntlet, if you're going to lay down the law, then you have to lay down the law beginning in your own home. I end every single show by saying, be good to your neighbor starting in your own mirror. If you're an American, act like one. I say that every show, right? Where is the personal responsibility? Where are the parents of these kids if the parents aren't out there with them? Where is the love of country? Where is the love for peaceable assembly? Where's the love for calling those people out who are not like us in the sense of law-abiding, liberty-loving individuals? When is it not okay for us to simply turn a blind eye to people are beating, who are beating the hell out of each other, beating the hell out of our police officers, intimidating people, devouring people's livelihoods and our history, desecrating our country and those things that we have held dear and sacred to us. When you see folks banding together in the form of militias. What that tells you is that not much longer are people going to sit idly by and wait for their government to do something. When you see pallets of bricks deliberately dropped in the middle of cities, pallets 
for people to come and get a brick and go wreak havoc upon that respective city. And in, in, in interestingly enough, there's not a single piece of video footage as to who dropped those bricks in very specific places, strategic places for folks to come and grab them and carry out this destruction. Kind of makes you wonder, how deep does the rabbit hole go? Doesn't it make you wonder? So I'm going to leave you with a question. And I really hope that you will oblige and go to my open mic and answer the question. How many of you have purchased a weapon in the past 48 hours, stocked up on more ammunition? How many of you are ready to defend your life and your property, the lives of your family members? Where are you? How are you feeling about all of this? Are you pissed? I mean, my tweets would say you are, especially after calling Chris Wallace out yesterday for being such a media bitch. I mean, there's no one worse I, as far as that. Well, that's not true. Most people on Fox at this point have completely lost my respect. Uh, I tune into OAN more than anything. But um, as conservatism goes, or at least just held just right down the middle goes, um, you know, just this, the, 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 again, the capitulation, the, the goading, the uh, prodding, you know, well, well, listen, couldn't the president, you know, do you really think the president's tweets help during a time like this? Who cares? Who cares if his tweets help? Don't you have your own conscience to not show up and desecrate the nation? I mean, come on, but I would love to hear from the president, but where are you? How are you feeling about all of this? What do you think? Who do you think is behind this? What do you think the consequences should be for those who are found to be at the heads of these organizations? It's not just one organization, but you can bet your butt that George Soros is at the top of the heap with regard to all of the strings to one puppet master. And globalists who are right there in bed with him. And sadly, our very own American citizens. So I encourage you to not lose heart. It's been hard for me all weekend. We have each other. We have fellow patriots in this. More importantly, we have a God who has never given up on us. Who's never given up on this country. With or without Donald Trump, we still have... God. So I dare say it's time for us to call upon him to turn our faces back to him, to ask for protection, to ask for people to repent, to turn from the confusion and the destruction that they've allowed into their lives, into their hearts, into their minds that they're carrying out throughout the country. And in the meantime, prepare to get your butt out to vote. Okay. Until next time, this is going to be a week of uh, acoustic podcasts because my producer is on vacation and uh, it's just me, myself and I. So I thank you for joining me. Thank you for sharing my work. You can follow me on parlor now at the Monica Matthews, Monty Matthews on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher and all other download mediums. Thank you for joining those. Um, my podcast will come straight to your phone. If you do that, thank you for sharing my work as well. I really appreciate it. Monica at monicamatthews.com. Thank you for pouring you know, your questions out to me, comments and concerns and information that you have. Again, I am not a reporter. I'm not a journalist. I'm not an investigative reporter, but 
I do do my homework. I do my research and I do have contacts just everywhere from here to DC and beyond. Um, so I love hearing from you. I love knowing what's on your heart and what's on your mind, how I can pray for you. Let me know that too. Okay. Stay safe out there. Be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.